Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. We're trying to engage students with fun, creative learning and, and bring solar into schools. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of cleantech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, happy almost Thanksgiving for those of you here in the U.S. And welcome to episode 126 of Suncast. It's another Tactical Tuesday, a short form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. You know, I've got a lot of respect for folks that work for nonprofit organizations. I think it's one of the hardest areas of work. It doesn't get enough recognition. Today's guest and I talk about how and why he chose to go the nonprofit route for his contribution to the global energy transition. You know, I highlight Adam Hall's journey as a way to remind you that there are lots of ways to contribute. And I like to see this kind of out of the box thinking. You can find Tactical Tuesdays about bifacial and perk modules, flow batteries, and much more over on mysuncast.com. And while you're there, please check out the Suncast Tribe, where you could be a part of my inner circle of solar warriors and trusted advisors. Just click on the Become a Member button to learn more. For now, Get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, as we tune in to another powerful conversation here on Suncast. Solar Warriors, I don't often go into the realm of nonprofit. Often we are talking to founders of for-profit ventures, often leaders of large companies in our space. But I had a chance to meet today's guest, Adam Hall, the founder of Million Solar Stars, a nonprofit here in the U.S., but that is doing business outside predominantly in the Middle East and Africa at present. And I was really intrigued by his story. So why bring it to you as a Tactical Tuesday? I want to set the stage here in just a moment. But first, let me welcome Adam to the show. Adam, great to have you on Suncast. Hey, thanks, Nico. Really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, hello to all the Sun Tribe members. Indeed, and welcome to the to the show from all the way from Dubai. So, uh, Adam, with your permission, I'd like to tell a little bit of the story of how we met. I was approached by Adam a few months ago, and I usually, I mean, I get approached by a lot of people, but I usually uh, will entertain a call, but not everyone makes it onto the show. It's just the nature of trying to keep the focus on how can entrepreneurs in our space leverage the knowledge and action and activity and even uh, pitfalls of others in our space to grow their own business as an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur and to mold and, and direct your careers. These Tactical Tuesdays are set aside as a deep dive into a particular topic or theme or, or something that I find interesting that I think you will also find interesting. And to that end, I was compelled to bring Adam on the show because I see in Adam and what he's trying to do a way for the for-profit and the not-for-profit sectors to understand each other better. It's interesting that there are nonprofits out there that are serving as a bridge, not necessarily as a vehicle. They are allowing technology providers, 
software providers and others to extend their reach. And folks like Adam who are doing it for multiple reasons, I'll let Adam talk about that, but his nonprofit, Million Solar Stars, is creating an opportunity for the hope of millions of youth in our world to gain greater access and understanding of the technology that we all take for granted as the way forward for a modern world to generate electricity. And Adam is reaching into the world of the least privileged, and in some cases, the very privileged, and leveraging that forum to introduce the topic of solar energy to tomorrow's leaders. So with that, I'd like to, again, welcome Adam to the show. And Adam, you haven't always been in solar, uh, and, and it's indeed not your main gig. What is it that you do for a living? So I'm a teacher, a middle school science teacher at Fairgreen International School in the Sustainable City, uh, Dubai. And so I teach uh, grades six, seven, and eight students about science. And I'm particularly passionate about energy transformation and solar power. And so I bring that to the classroom with the students. I'm particularly intrigued by Adam because Adam is a multicultural individual from birth, born in Saudi Arabia, raised in Colorado, currently living in Dubai vis-a-vis Shanghai. And if you're if you're having trouble keeping up with that, you know, it's it's part of the eclectic background that serves to inform Adam's view on the world. Adam is a teacher and he loves teaching. And that's one thing that I've gained insight into over the few phone calls that he and I've shared to, so that I could better understand Million Solar Stars and be ready to really talk about it here. I've mentioned the nonprofit Million Solar Stars a couple of times here. Adam, why don't I give you an opportunity? Can you just help us understand what is Million Solar Stars and how did it come about? Million Solar Stars is a nonprofit incorporated in Colorado in the United States. And it was inspired actually by Dr. Jane Goodall's Roots and Shoots and her Million Tree Project. I actually went on a student trip uh, just outside of uh, Beijing and in Inner Mongolia back in 2012 when I was working uh, at Shanghai American School. And I witnessed uh, youth who were going to a very top-notch school and who hadn't performed much manual labor in their day. Uh, Many of them hadn't picked up a shovel before. And I saw them digging holes and actually planting trees for a project where uh, Dr. Jane Goodall had a goal of a million trees being planted within several years. And so that kind of uh, experience in Inner Mongolia and seeing the blood, sweat, and tears and the value of that service learning project helped me kind of formulate a vision of Million Solar Stars, uh, which has a mission to engage a million students to scale up solar power at 100% of the schools around the world. So it's a lofty goal, but as with the Million Tree Project, the Roots and Shoots uh, organization was able to achieve that, and now they're on their, I believe, three millionth tree or so uh, from back in 2007. So they've had wild success with it and hoping to build the same type of wild success with Million Solar Stars. I get it. And as an educator yourself, the role of education in these children's lives helps to inform their viewpoint of this critical technology. How do you see the role of education expanding solar power 
in these schools and communities around the world. If you can speak to anecdotal examples of projects that you guys have already deployed and, and how, where you see this going. Well, you know, I come from the sales and marketing and operations world before I started teaching a handful of years ago in Shanghai. And so I've worked in actually the renewable energy industry since 1999 and I've seen the massive growth and, and know that the industry is poised now to really take off uh, if it hasn't already over the last 20 years or so. But the angle of actually working with schools and students is such that we can inform them of solar power, the, the hardware, the software, and engage them in the process of actually, you know, learning about solar technology with small scale uh, model solar. We've built solar windmills with uh, students, uh, thousands at this point, as well as solar model race cars where they engage in uh you know, designing and building uh, race cars and they have a great time racing them against each other. Is this the solar roller thing? So we have participated with solar rollers in Dubai and that was fantastic. That was uh, some high schoolers uh, and I last year par participated in the Dubai uh, Diwa solar rollers challenge. Those are uh, very impressive. They're super fast. They go up to, you know, 35, 40 kilometers per hour and they're remote controlled. So they are a lot of fun. And it certainly has a lot of uh, science, technology, engineering embedded in the program. We built many junior solar sprint cars as well, which was initially an initiative out of uh, NREL, I believe. And so we've carried that on and actually had an international junior solar sprint race last year between Denver Academy in Colorado and Universal American School in Dubai. And so we had the race within a 24-hour period and competed internationally and had uh, Stefan Wilson, who's a Indy 500 professional race car driver, uh, backing our efforts and <laughs> helping great. get the word out. So yeah, really, we're, we're trying to engage students with fun, creative learning and, and bring solar into schools to be something that's a little more tactile. Often, put a solar array up on a rooftop and, you know, then what does it do? So the model scale we can actually bring into classrooms and have science experiments with them. And, and it's a more kind of hands-on engaging application of solar. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Are you a manager running a solar sales team or an engineering team? Or maybe you're one of the engineers or salespeople on that team. And you, like many of my friends, are waiting days on end until the engineering team can get back with a design because they're frankly backlogged and they're the critical path. Hey, look, can we stop the madness already and empower the sales and engineering team with a true productivity and accuracy tool? It's called Helioscope. Now, I could tell you all about how DNVGL report shows reliability to within 1% of their common models. And well-known banks like Wells Fargo accept Helioscope reports in place of PVSYST. But what you really need to know is that system design is no longer in the black box of engineers and CAD drawings. It is speeding up the sales process and quality for thousands of customers. 3D design, rapid proposals, bankable simulations, even one-click sharing through Energy Toolbase. The list goes on. Look, head over to mysuncast.com and click on the Helioscope banner on the homepage. And as a Suncast listener, you'll be given an extra 
30 days to your free trial. That's right, 60 free days to see what Helioscope can do for you and your sales team. Helioscope is fast, easy, and bankable. So go ahead, start a free trial. Get 30 days on me. If you're enjoying Suncast and you'd like to have access, not just to all the additional stuff I can't publish in the primary feed, but also the back channel of conversation, chat, webinars, and inner circle advisory that other solar warriors are enjoying, consider checking out the Suncast tribe. You can learn more at mysuncast.com forward slash member. You know, you just formed the, the 501c3 in Colorado last year. But you founded Million Solar Stars in 2012. Your first project actually dates back more than a decade, though, with Namaste. Can you tell me about that project and, and the spark that that started in your thought process around utilizing schools as a playground for proliferating solar? Sure. So that was a project with Denver Academy, and we were working with students back in 2007. My colleague and I, who teaches still at Denver Academy, we actually took a road trip to uh, Arizona State University, and we went to a solar testing facility where they put uh, solar panels through different tests such as uh, hail damage tests and just through the ringer to see that their quality is up to spec. And so they were kind enough to donate a handful of panels that uh, Namaste Solar donated in-kind installation. And this is after the students dressed up as green Jedis with this project. <laughs> they went to the Namaste office with us and they had uh, solar backpacks that they had created and green robes and presented themselves as the green jedis asking namaste solar if they would provide an in-kind uh, solar <laughs> installation that's so and creative so, yeah and so we're, we're leveraging the creativity of youth and i couldn't come up with that myself so the students did and at the end of the meeting namaste said absolutely we'll we'll be there and so they installed the one kilowatt solar array back in 2007, which is still working and the, the software is working. And so that was at the time about $15,000. Since then, we helped gain a grant for Lions Middle School and High School outside of Boulder. It's a 20 kilowatt project, four kilowatt project in Shanghai. And we're now looking at scaling up to a 500 kilowatt project in Dubai at Universal American School which is projected to save a school about 30,000 US dollars a year. And we involve the students in every step of the way from the model scale to actually analyzing how big the system could be on the rooftop to presenting the school board with their case and why they think that uh, we should install a 500 kilowatt system on the mm. rooftop. And who's gonna install that system? So actually, funny enough, they went out to bid for uh, 13 different companies and they have brought it in-house. It's actually a relatively big company in Dubai that owns the building and they have a construction arm and they are looking at the deal as uh, such a good investment that they want to do it themselves with Panasonic panels. This hasn't been finalized. We're hoping um, to get the uh, final few signatures uh, over the next several weeks. But yeah, they're looking to do that in-house with their construction team. And one thing uh, I've learned working at schools is a lot of red tape and difficult to get the board to move. Uh, usually it's about mm -hmm. a four-year sales cycle, I'm told, for a commercial project. Wow. But uh, working with the students and, and kind of bringing them into the boardroom as opposed to men and women with 
suits and, and ties and whatnot, I think that we can really shorten that sales cycle down to closer to two to three years. And so still two to three years seems like a long time to me. Can, can you help explain, you know, one of the, the two questions I have in my mind, and I'm sure others are thinking is, you're a smart guy, clearly with entrepreneurial genetics and ambition. Why pursue a nonprofit versus a for-profit approach to this, you know, in terms of proliferating solar? Lots of people are selling successfully to schools as a for-profit model. I hear in there that you believe there's an opportunity to accelerate the time frame that schools make decisions, but even still... 500 kilowatts is interesting. One kilowatt is not for most of the companies that might come alongside and try to support this. Help explain the model where Million Solar Stars fits in and how or why this matters to the broader solar community in such a small scale. Yeah, maybe help us understand the education pipeline and the business model. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, first and foremost, I, I love teaching and the impact that I can make as a teacher. It's allowed me to travel to Kenya and Inner Mongolia and several places, um, bringing solar to schools in those uh, regions. And uh, so that has been, uh, you know, something that I don't want to give up. And uh, the nonprofit angle allows me to continue teaching and also leverage some of my business background. Really, a nonprofit is just another way to structure the tax uh, scheme of a business And so what it allows us to do is, you know, partner with for-profit businesses where, of course, they're not going to be interested in the watt or kilowatt scale. But schools at this point in the U.S., they're up to about a gigawatt of installation at about 5,000 schools. And we're only at about 5%. And and that's just K through 12. And so the nonprofit angle allows us to actually work on the educational aspect in an authentic way and engage the students in the process of scaling up from watt to kilowatt to megawatt systems. And I think really fill the pipeline for businesses to scale up from megawatt to gigawatt to terawatt in the education industry and through the help of the education industry. If you could imagine students going home, you know, to their parents who may work for a Fortune 500 company Mm -hmm. and talk with them about how their school just installed a 500 kilowatt system and why don't we have this on our house and why doesn't your business have it on your, you know, rooftop or your uh, factory, then Mm -hmm. you could see the the business aspect and the, the benefits to business not too many steps down that pipeline. How do you envision proliferating your message? Clearly, coming on Suncast is one way to reach folks in the solar community. Suncast has a bit of a global reach, but how do you scale this initiative? Talk to me a little bit about your partnership with Jane Goodall, perhaps, as well. But where do you see this going? Sure. But, you know, talking to influencers like you, Nico, and being on Suncast and bringing this out to different media channels. Uh, Roots and Shoots is active in 100 countries. And uh, Dr. Jane, a couple of years ago, when I had the good fortune to meet with her, she was very positive about this project. She sees the scalability of it. And so the potential for partnering and actually scaling up to the 100 countries that Roots and Shoots is involved in. And they have uh, you know hundreds of thousands of schools, actually, that uh, are a part of that network. And so in addition to that, I'm involved with uh, Solar Future Today and the Solar Business Club, which is a global conglomerate with a number of major 
solar and clean tech industry uh, companies affiliated. Love the work that Tomas is doing over there. Yeah, real, real solar leader there. Yeah, you know, he's a visionary and he's really putting uh, together a very strong team and a strong uh, vision, which is lofty, just as Million Solar Stars, you know, we're we're both kind of crazy in some ways, but uh, (laughs) I think that what we're stitching together is a step-by-step process that can be replicated at schools where it fits Mm -hmm. into the science and math curriculum. And so teachers, if we make it easy for teachers and then we make it interesting for students, then we can really, you know, move this thing along and and scale up to, I think, what we need to do in in terms of uh, clean energy. So I want to share some of my thoughts on it, but I also want to ask, uh, in so doing, how can we help? I have an idea that I would challenge our Suncast tribe to, to think about, and that is... This is, as Adam said, it's a long-term vision. It's a vision that, you know, like AutoCAD has had, right? AutoCAD said we're going to seed all of the high schools and colleges in the world with our software so that when they get to the professional world, they'll ask for it. So there's an obvious connection there where brands can try to influence the future thinkers and, and, and doers in, the, in this industry. But I also see the long tail of solar who is a local or regional player and knows that they're going to be around for a while who could partner with million solar stars and see how they can have a one-to-one direct impact not just on their ability to get influence and into the boardrooms of the schools and districts that they uh, that are inside the region or, or, or local community they represent but also to help foster those relationships with those children who at some point will be a part of the labor force. And it is a self-perpetuating model for a local company, not necessarily in a national or international company. To that end, how do you see the broader solar community contributing? And I'd like for you to comment in so doing about your business model. How do you make money with this, Adam? I mean, mean, clearly this can't be a a, a 10 year journey for you uh, just purely out of, of aspiration. How does this become sustainable for you? And, and ro- if you would roll that into the business model and, and, that, and make your ask, how can the solar community within the Suncast tribe help? We need to fill the pipeline with ready youth and ready uh, young professionals that are able to help scale up solar and, and clean tech and one of the conversations that I recently had with a company out of Brazil is that they're growing so fast that they are having a hard time hiring qualified people. And so if we think, take a long approach and say, okay, solar's not going anywhere. In fact, we're seeing record growth because of the cost decline and the efficiency gains and the acceptance you know, globally. I think that we would be wise to fill that kind of next generation uh, workforce for the clean energy economy from kindergarten up, not just in trade school. And so our kind of the business platform for the nonprofit is we want to find partners that are aligned with our vision, that want to bring solar power to schools and communities. And we would like to uh, roll up this step-by-step, you know, watt, kilowatt, megawatt projects. And for those larger commercial projects, carve off a uh, percentage, finder's fee, if you will, and roll that into the foundation so that we can scale up to additional schools. 
and continue to build out the educational aspects, the curriculum, the lessons, the software that can be, you know, integrated into education. A lot of the platforms out there currently are for operations and maintenance, and that's great, but I see a great opportunity to actually integrate the solar software, the, the dashboard with, you know, science and technology and math lessons uh, with real-time data. And so I think there's hardware and software that could be interesting for companies that are wanting to sell their wares. And if um, we can partner with those companies to roll out to schools, wherever markets are interesting to them, I think that we can really move the needle and we would take a small percentage uh, of the sales and keep growing the educational aspects of the program. Adam, uh, I commend you for the work you're doing with Million Solar Stars. How could someone reach out to you? What's the best way to connect? Through the website, uh, millionsolarstars.org. That would be the best. Uh, or through LinkedIn. I've got an active LinkedIn uh, profile. Mm-hmm. Adam Hall is uh, my full name. And those two avenues are Twitter. Uh, we're kind of ramping up the social media program as well. We'll be sure to link to Twitter, LinkedIn, and your website. And, you know, I want you to just think about this tribe. There are a lot of different ways that you can make an impact in the broader community more than just in your job. As you're building companies with a legacy, think about the legacy you're leaving. Think about folks that are on, on the other side of the aisle, nonprofits serve a wonderful role in bridging the gap, not just uh, the equity gap, but the, the conversation gap to decision makers in meaningful ways and through one of the most, uh, one of the most meaningful channels, uh, that of the children that these organizations serve. Well, Adam, thank you for being on Suncast. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for being proactive and uh, for taking a risk in this world. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nico. And uh, thank you for allowing me to shine a little bit of light on Million Solar Stars. The students are the stars. We'd love to work with you and your members, uh, the Sun Tribe, to power the next solar star. Hey, Warriors, I hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation with Adam Hall from Million Solar Stars. If you did, please consider sharing with a friend. It's one of the greatest compliments that you can show, and it does help the show get found by others. Well, we're heading into the holiday season here in the U.S. with Thanksgiving coming up this week. I do hope that you'll take some time to reflect on and express gratitude for the blessings in your life. Well, let me start. I appreciate you, and I'm thankful every single day that you show up and that you care to listen to our stories. Thank you. From my family to yours, hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And if you're not in the U.S., I wish you a wonderful week. And I hope that you wrap up November strong as we head into the home stretch here in 2018. Speaking of Thanksgiving, there will be an episode this week, as every week on Thursday. Here is a sneak peek. So one of the things that I did on the weekends in between you know, school studies was to look at off-grid properties that I could afford. So tune in Thursday for the full episode of that conversation with my friend Sam Vanderhoof. Sam is one of the guys who helped launch the U.S. solar industry, and in this episode, we talk about how he and his friends in Northern California made history in the 70s and 80s and what he's doing now in a career that has spanned more than 40 years in solar. To all my current tribe members, you rock. I am eternally grateful for your patronage. You make Suncast better. You can join them. Just go to mysuncast.com forward slash member. 
I look forward to formally welcoming you into the tribe as well, my friend. And thanks again for showing up. It's half the battle.